Partners and favorite dreams Transfers and Biden fleas Strungas on balconies With the wind of love and loveless things Who'd wear a face like that? Cochito Burrows and eyes like mad Cochito These tires come rolling fast Cochito I'm strong, the only cat Cochito
Sometimes it seems I'm arriving as somebody else Is it jail? Like a ghost rhythm If you're quiet, I'm certain you'll hear it yourself Disappear, darling These are days that I'm waiting And wondering about what happens next I got time And it's free to give out All those curious thoughts That collect on the shelf And then You start these holes You know You talk a lot, always bum up things There's a man who runs a show you've never seen And when you ask her, you're breathing steps out your quiet stings
just wasting on the coast And what is the silliness that is tricking me and battering
Mm. Kiltro, live here in the Cabaret Studios at KGNU, performing live in the moment. Wow, what a set captured professionally and beautifully. Gorgeous soundscape. Thank you, George, and everyone on the team. Uh, What a special gift that we had to capture this moment right here on this Wednesday afternoon. My name is Cal Huss. You tuned to the Afternoon Sound Alternative, and we're going to talk with the boys a little bit about the session that they just played and their upcoming release. This is Kiltro, not only one of my favorite bands in Colorado, but also possibly the most handsome Denver band. Um, so new album guys underbelly let's hear about it yeah um it's been a it's been a long time coming it took us a you know few years and um so it's exciting to get it out you know we got the release tomorrow and um it's kind of it's a little bit surreal since it was you know kind of born in the in the pandemic and so it didn't ever feel like it was going to see the light of day but then yeah it's coming so yeah, we're excited. Excited to go on tour as well. So, yeah, yeah. So, I understand the first album, the debut from 2019, was really more of a conversation between you and all of these live performances. You were getting to kind of uh, play these songs around for different audiences a lot. And then that led to the creation of the album. What really marks a big difference about this new one? Because I understand it was it was mostly done over the last two years and uh, without really playing the songs live much, I would imagine. Yeah, it's a, it is a very different process because, um, you know, with, uh, with Creatures, we had the opportunity to bring it out in front of an audience. And I think that, that has, there's this process that it undergoes. Um, whether or not it's even any, it's like, it's not even about the feedback. I think it's just the act of kind of bringing it out in front of people that you become really aware of like what, what it's missing and where, what, what needs to change and also what's, you know, getting a response as well. And so Creatures was definitely much more of a live album. And also in the sense that, um, everything that, you know, we'd been doing live when we committed to recording was like trying to figure out, okay, well, let's just do all of the stuff that we're doing and then put that in the recording. And then we sort of added some stuff. This was kind of the opposite where, um, you know, we didn't have a chance to uh, bring it out in front of people, obviously. And um, so I just kind of had to follow whatever idea would occur to me in the moment. Um, and so the songs kind of like grew organically in that way. And I think it makes for music that um, can kind of go in its in whatever direction it's like asking to go to. And um, there's something a lot more introspective about it and um a little bit more inward i think about the album in general um and so it kind of goes to places that um creatures probably would not have gone to um but yeah it's something that we're we're proud of nonetheless and there was definitely some moments of like a is it going to be a little esoteric or something but then on the other hand how are we going to do this live you know (laughs) so that's been a bit of a challenge but um it was just a matter of getting to like the the bones of the song and figuring out what the most essential kind of elements were um so yeah Right. And uh, I'm really glad that we got to capture the sequence of you guys playing without interruption in between because you really sew the songs together with all these atmospheric kind of loops and burbles and warbles. And like, where does that come from? Um, That comes from, I mean, most of the songs, uh, you know, are written from like something ambient. I kind of find it easier to go into a room and then just make some random thing without any sort of structure whatsoever. And then if it 
um, sometimes it's just like a, a percussive element that will start emerging from it, you know, and the and the sort of interaction between whatever that original ambient thing was and the and the percussion will sort of breed an idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, I so I would say that that's like the backbone in many ways of the songs too is the is some of the ambient stuff. I think it puts you in a location and in a place or you know because textural elements can have like a you know, like an emotional quality or have a sort of setting, you know, that they can, they can give you. So, um, I think it's a really important part of it. And then of course, having the songs like strung together and, you know, working on the transitions and also just the song order is a really important thing to us too, because, um, I just really enjoy that like longer format of having a, a multiple songs to, to sort of, you know, tell a story or, um, I think it adds extra meaning. You know, there were certain occasions where there were songs that were written separately and we placed them in a certain location and sort of informed that. Um, other ones where it was obvious it was going to go somewhere and then, you know, the song was born because it needed to come after after something. Um, but in both cases, I feel that whatever's on either side of it is going to, like, inform it, you know. And that includes all the textural stuff and the samples and the, um, and the ambience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, all these sonic influences that lead to the structure and the creation of these songs. How about some of the other ones like for instance this album pretty much entirely emerging throughout covid times and in that time also there was this uprising and kind of social revolution happening in chile where you have strong ties to and like what was what was growing these songs outside of just the sonics um so i mean wanako was was the earliest of the underbelly songs. It was written in 2019. It was written during the protests in Chile um, for the new constitution, and so it was definitely inspired um, by everything that was happening there. A Wanako is like an animal. It's like a llama that spits, but it's also a police vehicle that shoots water, and so it's kind of playing with that idea of this like mythological thing that's coming. And at the time, I knew it was going to be like the intro to an album, but didn't know exactly what that album was going to consist of. And it turned out. You know, because I, I feel in Wanako, there's like a like an inwardness in it where despite there being like there's a kind of rising anxiety or that feeling of being sort of very aware of your own, maybe your mortality, but also part of like a big crowd. So there's like this force there. Um, and it turned out, I think that that was actually a really wonderful kind of uh, intro to, to Underbelly as well. And it's the second song, but in my mind, it's kind of the first one that kicks off the sort of the heart and soul of the thing. Um and so, yeah, I think it was a lot of it was just there was a lot of things happening in the world and much of it is sort of arriving to us via phones and noise. And meanwhile, we're kind of just in a room and there's like a tension between what our imaginations are doing and what, um, you know, where, where our minds are going. And then just the basic reality of being like, well, I'm just here, you know. So I think Underbelly is, is very much like born out of that, which was something I was feeling a lot in COVID as well. So, yeah. Right, and I suppose a fitting title, Underbelly, can yeah. refer to a lot of different things there. Yeah, yeah. And um, we also have a new addition to the membership of the band. We got Fez Garcia over yeah, here. Yeah, we got Fez over here. And, there he is. <laughs> and then we've we've got, just for listeners who might be just tuning in now, we've got Will Parkhill over on the bass. We've got Chris Bowers-Castillo, who's talking on the mic right now. And then we have Michael DiVincenzi also playing the drums. So we've got lots of percussive elements, because in addition to two live percussionists playing these drums, Chris is also doing so much with, with his machines, um, the tips and taps that make a lot of little... Uh, little rhythmic 
atmospheres there. So uh, certainly groovable, certainly danceable. And um, what, can we talk a little bit about how like Fez got added in and what he's bringing to the sound? Um, yeah, so Fez, we found, we found Fez like a, about a year ago. Um, he was recommended to me by Julian, who's actually a guitarist. Hi, Thank you, Julian. I know you a lot. <laughs> um, and, you know, Julian will actually be joining us in a couple shows as well, this tour, a few shows. Um, shout out, guitar. Julian. Yeah, shout out to Julian. He also did some amazing artwork um, for Underbelly. He did work on Creatures of Habit with Marcus Puskar as well. Um, but, yeah, we, we found Fez about a year ago. He happened to be working at the same ramen restaurant that Michael was. So um, that was an interesting. Hi, hi Uncle Crew. Hi, uh, <laughs> managers and chefs and front of house peeps. Love you all. Uncle Ramen the best. <laughs> Um, I hope you can hear him and I'm not just pausing awkwardly. It's all about the shadows. Yep, we got you. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> yep. All right, good. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, and it was just, I mean, Fez brought a lot of power, you know, and pre- precision and power. Um, and I think that works really well with Michael, who's like a squid, you know. Michael's got that squid thing where he's doing the little <laughs> polyrhythmic complex stuff. And the two of them together meld really well. It helps so much with the momentum of the songs, too, because... Um, because I'm doing looping, you know, sometimes the loops can feel some sort of stale <clears throat> or the energy can kind of drop. So having two drummers like just solves that problem entirely. Um, it feels like a, you know, I just feel like supported. So it's great. And it's so much fun as well. Yeah. Right. Right. And then Michael, you, I got to see you guys perform at Meow Wolf a while back and Michael stepped out with the opener band, uh, Lucky Spells, and got to play one of the finest tunes in rock history, Third Stone from the Sun. And I love that. I thought that was such a cool rendition and so on the nose. Um, Michael, can you just tell us a little bit about your influences and how you approach the drums? I mean, definitely, definitely Mitch Mitchell, Third Stone from the Sun. I mean, like, oh, yeah. as soon as I heard that shit, because it's, sorry, <laughs> um, my my grandpa coming from a jazz background and my dad's hard into, you know, like 80s rock. So it was kind of like the melding of those two with Mitch Mitchell. Uh, yeah, definitely like jazz influences, Brian Blade on the drums. Um, I don't know, kind of drawing a blank. I mean... John Bonham for sure, but yeah. some heavy hitters, quite literally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, great. Well, so all of this for, for so I'm I'm getting emails and texts and so forth right now. Um, I mean, I think that anyone on those lines and anyone who just might be out there listening to these waves right now uh, knows that we caught something special here, and the album is going to drop this Friday, and it's called Underbelly. And you've also got some shows lined up. So can you tell us a bit about where listeners can hear the live performance? Yeah. Uh, you know, tomorrow we'll be at the Mercury Cafe. Hopefully you guys got tickets for that. Um, and we're going on tour. I think our first stop is Detroit, doing the East Coast. We'll be in uh, New York, you know, end of June, and then coming down through Virginia. Um, we got the South and the West Coast. Just, yeah, check it out. See if, uh, if you're doing some traveling and want to come meet us or, you know, It'd be to be great. Mm-hmm. Come say hi. Mercury Cafe tomorrow night benefit show. Um, Will, you're the only one that we haven't heard from. Um, can you tell us a bit about how these songs took shape for you? Because I know that you added a lot throughout the production in the last couple of years. Um, what what was really going on and going out? Because I know that 
that's also a long time to be making a single piece of art. And sometimes ideas that sound fresh might fade into the background and you might scrap them and move into different directions. So can you tell us a little bit about your process? Yeah. Um, you know, as Chris mentioned earlier, uh, the importance of building songs up from an ambient level. And uh, I kind of like this pastiche approach sometimes where you can bring in samples that are maybe unrelated to the music that maybe have some sort of atmospheric quality that can be the sounds of a crowd, that can be the sounds of a, a bird flapping its wings or a, a bee that's buzzing around. And uh, a lot of these sounds can then inform, you know, sort of mood or sentiment in the music in a lot of ways. And so being able to get into the studio with all these amazing pedals and machines and just going crazy and really trying to press some sonic barriers and push yourself to really try and understand the actual experimental technical qualities of all these things is a lot of fun for me. And I was using a, a violin bow or actually a cello bow on yeah, some I saw of these uh, transitions before. And that's a new thing. And that's a lot of fun. And it's obviously not meant for an electric bass, but you can kind of make it work. And th that's been a lot of fun to try and uh, figure out how to make something unique with that. And uh, I just want to also shout out to the KGNU community. Uh, I was DJing for KGNU in 2016, 2017. Uh, love it here. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to be at KGNU. You know, I once got in trouble at KGNU for playing a song that had some expletives, and I got talked to by some people here. What was your DJ name again? Oh, I had a, a very unfortunate DJ name. Uh, so don't look that up in the archives. But was, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that time here, and it's always special to come back to KGNU. <laughs> Great, great. Yep, lots of history here, as well as uh, the, right before your debut album, Creatures of Habit, came out, you guys were in the studio right here with me, and we, right, right. we got to crack that thing open back in the, I think, July of 2019. Yeah. So really co cool to come full circle right now. Um, and of course, yeah, thank you so much for being here. We're, of course, happy to receive. Yeah, um, thank you for having us. Absolutely. So really cool that we got to just get that four song set in succession because they were so cohesive together. Um, it seems fitting to me if you guys were prepared, if you wanted to play us out with something, um, you'd be welcome to do that because typically we'll do a session where we'll talk in between the songs. But I think that was so great as it, as it was. I'm happy for either case. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. You guys want to end with something and yeah, then... We have, we have to talk amongst ourselves really quick. We only planned on four. What do you want to play? What do you is want is to play? Wanako too hard? Or do no, we... let's do Wanako. Oh, Wanako? Cool. I mean, shoot. I can't swear on that. <laughs> no swearing. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. All right, Wanako. Okay, yeah, let's do that. going with Wanako. That's how we started the Afternoon Sound Alternative today. So now we're going to get the live version. Um, this is Kiltro here in the studio. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, listening in, and keep a lookout for these guys as well as the new album. It's a uh, real heater. So up next, we're going to hear Wanako from the guys in studio, and then we'll continue on with more new and used music here on the Afternoon Sound.
Ya viene el guanaco, ya vienen atrás, se bajan los tacos, que vengan nomás, la banda toca.
Kiltra live and direct here in the Cabaret Studios. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you.